Hey, he's Jake, and I'm Matt. And welcome to Pat's Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast. How's it going? And welcome to another episode of Patch Chat. We are still mourning the loss against the Texans, but you know we've got to look forward now um, to the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. And there is no special guest on this one, but we are joined as ever by myself, Matt, and there is Jake as well. How's it going, Jake? Not bad, not bad. Um, the sun's still up, which is uh, a new thing. Makes a well, change, rare thing, doesn't it? Rare thing, yeah. So Especially this time of year. Confused. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm a bit disorientated. My uh, energy levels are, are are pretty pretty good. I'm pretty dosed up on caffeine, so you know, it, it, you know, maybe prepare your your ears for exalted screaming from me um, as we get real passionate talking about the uh, the Cardinals game. Yeah, well, it's as you say, it's a bit of a, a weird one. Um, I'm still on holiday for the week, so we've managed to fit this in during the day. Um, before it's perfect timing, really, because we've it's Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone that's listening. Um, you this will probably go out tomorrow morning, so Thanksgiving will be passed. But you know, happy Thanksgiving anyway. And but that also means we have games today. With the Texans, the aforementioned Texans are on the short week up against the Lions and then the Cowboys and the the Washington football team, that spectacular game that is in the NFC East that's, you know, a rip-roaring fire of wins or not, as the case may be. Uh, so they're actually still vying to win that league, even though I think both teams are like three and seven or whatever dodgy results they're on at the moment <laughs> you know we're, funny we're very bit, funny yeah it is because we're like what having an absolute nightmare of a season but we'd actually be winning that league if we were in it mm. so but i mean this is from the cowboys fans that tell me that like that's the greatest division ever because all the teams are just so good and blah blah and yeah i, I don't I don't hear that particular person um, messaging me and DMing me, <laughs> kind of going on about how the uh, um, you know AFC East least is uh, just the most easiest winnable thing ever. So yeah, it's, it's quite anymore. nice to just sort of see it crumble and fall away. I mean, maybe it's a bit vindictive of me during uh, <laughs> yes, uh, during this season, <laughs> maybe a tad, but it's it does make a change because. That has been the the AFC least as the as a lot of people like to describe it. But I mean, you can only go up against what's put in front of you, as I like to say a lot of time. And that's totally flipped on its head now. You know, we've got three. Well, I don't know, two good teams, one maybe half decent, and the other one we'll just forget about because they're just are they even a football team at this rate? Um, but the, I mean, to be fair to the Cowboys, I, I would like to think that they'd be strolling that division if the injury hadn't happened to Dak 
because he is a decent quarterback, I think. Um, yeah. He might not be the best in the league. He might not even be top 10, but he's serviceable and he's decent. And He he works for them, I think. He, he could, knows he that could carry, Yeah, he could yeah. carry that team for sure, definitely. But, I mean, it's, it's what it is. You've got to put up with Ben DiNucci or Andy Dalton or whoever you've got to next man up, as they, as they say, and it's quite prominent in the in the Patriots locker room that next man up is a thing as well. Um, so yeah, so that's Thanksgiving. So you'll probably by the time you hear this, you'll know the results and you'll be nursing a hangover. I'm sure, if a lot of you've um, like tend to do so. I was reading this week. I think more and more people are tending to take today and tomorrow off to not celebrate Thanksgiving as such, but just so they get to sit down and watch the the football with any without any uh, consequences for the following day. I think. <laughs> And that's that's how it should be, but you know. Anyway, we're, it's we're the so joy used, of being a Brit, Brit fan. Exactly, we're so used to being up late. Um, although that's becoming more and more, uh, it's more and more hard. That's not what I meant, but that's the sentiment I meant. Is you know, it's becoming more of a struggle to stay up so late as the your youth is behind you. And you know, hey, the, speak the, for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the old man creeps in. Uh, you know, you've got work commitments and stuff the following day. It's hard to function off a two-hour sleep or whatever. But generally speaking, we that's what we do. So to get a couple of games on at a reasonable time of day is that's not a Sunday. It's fantastic. So yeah. But anyway, we're not here to talk Cowboys or Washington Football Team or whoever we're here to talk patriots as always on pat's chat and as i mentioned at the top of the show we've got the cardinals this weekend so what's your overall thoughts before we dig in a little deeper uh i think carla murray's nursing an injury right when his shoulder is yeah his shoulder um will that play into to what we're doing maybe Uh, i think I mean, I kind of view this almost very similar to the the Texans game um, in my initial thinking about it anyway. Just that I think offensively, they're pretty decent. I think Kyler Murray, I mean, we've talked about, you know, Kyler Murray um, previously. I think barring that his injury is significantly worse than it's kind of being reported or purported. Um I don't think our defense is very good, to be quite honest. I think there's too many holes in it still. Defensively, we might keep up with them a little bit, but just on the defensive front, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. I think, I think Kyler, if he starts like running, you know, you got um, Hopkins over there. I mean, they're 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 not loaded, loaded, but they got some really good players on on the offensive side of the ball. So, um, yeah, I. Th- it's a hard one, actually, because we're only at home. Um, uh, I want to say we are. I feel um, like we're at home. Maybe that would factor a little bit into it. Uh, yeah, we are at home. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I don't yeah, think it's you're... Hard. It's It'll be... A, I think you're probably right in relating it to the Texans because it's a similar sort of style that... I find yeah. both of them play, you know, they've got the mobile quarterback and um, similar sort of receivers. I say similar, I mean, apart from the obvious, because, <laughs> we're, I mean, we're coming up against the top uh, receiver in the game at the moment. 
he's he's leading the the yardage by it's not by much. Um, I did check this out earlier on. He's up by just over. Oh no, he's only six yards in front of Diggs. I thought he'd a bit more than that, but he's it's still he's still top. I mean, I mean Travis Kelsey's third in receiving yards, which is mental for a tight end, but that's just how the the Chiefs play. But yeah, Hopkins is a top of the charts with the receiving yards just now. He's not got the most touchdowns. That goes to Hill and uh, Devontae Adams, but he's still got four. I think Christian Kirk's on something stupid like six touchdowns or something, although his yardage is quite poor in comparison. He seems to be a red zone target that will be a bit of a threat. But overall, um, uh, it's not come out yet, but my uh, preview piece for NFL Scotland, I think and say that um, Kyler Murray is um, he's the in-between of Patrick Holmes and Lamar Jackson for me. He's not as good yeah. as Mahomes, but I think he's better than Jackson. And with that sort of baseball style throw that he has that's similar to Mahomes, it's quite effective. And we've obviously seen the, the game against our divisional rivals, the Bills, with that um, Hale Murray, as it was called, with the catch from Hopkins. I mean, I don't even know how he catches it, to be fair. Like, there's three of them around him. I think that's more of a... Um, defensive error than a good play by Hopkins to catch it in my opinion people might say different but yeah overall I find him in that in between he's better than Jackson but not as good as Mahomes and overall they're a similar sort of again they're similar they're in between the Ravens they're better than the Ravens I think Um, but not as good as the Chiefs and the way they play and the way that they utilise Murray and I Overall, I think we're going to struggle this weekend. I really do. I think our, we can coach up our defence and Gilmore's another game back. He didn't have the best of games at the weekend, I didn't think. But he was asked in the press conference Tuesday, I think it was, um, or yesterday, you know, what are you going to be doing with the game? And he was like, stupid question. You know who you know who I'm going to be mar- marking? Um, which is... It is a stupid question because if we come up against these teams who have clearly got a number one receiver, whether it's Tyreek Hill or whether it's um, Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hopkins, Gilmore goes one-on-one, generally speaking with them. We saw it last year against the Browns. He went one-on-one with Beckham quite often. Uh, Sometimes he gets help over the middle from uh, Devin McCourty or um, I think this week it'll probably be Kyle Duggar that gives him a lot of help. Um, but yeah, overall, I said uh, before we dig into it, I can have a little, but yeah, I, I'll i set my stall out and say I think we'll probably come away with a, another defeat this week. Yeah, I think our roster is kind of in peace. It just feels like the gas is kind of running out a little bit, I would probably say. Mm. I mean, if you, look at, if you look at the team, I think the offensive line are decent. They are. Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> they, they they are decent. I mean, they had a horrid, horrid game last week. Um, yeah, they, they were coming on a bit of decent form, and then it seems to have um, been taken away off them after last week. But I think, as we said in our review episode at the start of the week, Romeo Cornell done a great job. A pretty much hell of a job. Hell of a job. Blitzing, you know, it was, what, five guys to try and cover six or seven a lot of time, and Justin Reed was getting round the edges almost quite easily, but Isaiah Wynn had a poor game, and 
uh, and on Wenny at the opposite side had a, a poor game as well. So it's the interior wasn't too bad, but it was just those exterior uh, outside edges coming from the the pass rush that just done us in um, this week. Um, well, the last last Sunday. So yeah, it's, I just can't see us. I mean, it's maybe it's maybe the pessimism from you rubbing off on me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think. I mean, yeah, it's probably. Is it pessimism? I, I mean, I'm just kind of trying to look. Not look. I'm trying to look at it, look at it as objectively as possible. Well, this is it. Yeah, we're not and, here to just um, sing the praises of the the Patriots and oh hell no, blindly no way, no say no they're going to win every week. Well, it's not the no. point of this. We can't we can't do that, or nobody listen to us. Not that anybody wants to listen to us anyway. But no, I've ever never listened to that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I just, I don't, I'm not imbued with um, the big, like the the most amount of belief, you know, as I said last week. It wasn't a, um, you know, when we were sort of trying to come back against the Texans and, you know, will they, will they sort of drive down the field and tie the game up? I'd be lying if I told you that if at any point I actually thought it was going to happen. I was kind of waiting to an extent for it to not happen. And that's not me just being a negative Nelly. It's just I haven't seen us do anything for a while now where you're kind of like, oh, wow, that was like, oh, yeah. You know, there's there's a, there's a level of confidence and, you know, the same way that the quarterback has to trust the offensive line or, you know, is it, you're going to trust that whoever makes a block, you know, for fans, we've also got to trust and be confident in the team. And I think you have to earn that. And they haven't earned it yet. Um, if anything, it's kind of gone the other way. If this is on a sliding scale, it's probably started to go, you know, down somewhat. Um, yeah, I, I just I'm not imbued with the biggest amount of confidence in 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 the team at the moment, and it's mainly on the defensive side. I think with Rex Burkhead being out, I think offensively great. Now we're even down to less people. Um, you know, could Sony come in and do something? Maybe. Um, if he is back, I'm not sure if he's back now, right? He, yeah, he should be. He was activated off IR last week, um, but didn't play. Um, so he should. They could have waited until this week to activate him um, without much consequence to having you know the the roster move about a bit. But um, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, as they say, because they could have activated him as Rex Burkhead went on to IR because of his injury. But yeah, he's back. I, I don't know. I can't see him actually having that much of, a, of an effect yeah. on the game. He's got to come in and dislodge Harris for the. I think Harris is our RB one, and so he's got to come in and dislodge him from getting Not as many carries, and um, he possibly will but he's just as we've seen before he's just not as good as find you know finding that gap between like a gap or b gap or if he doesn't find a gap he just bowls over people anyway um, yeah. and then you've got james white who's the the obvious pass, pass catching back who helps with the jet sweeps and um catching to the outside because michelle's catching is um a bit of an issue as well generally speaking um, over the last couple of years, and I think I think I think Sony is a slightly better Damien. Um, bugger, what's his name? Who was the running back that we had that went to the Titans? 
and I just had his name and I've literally just forgotten it. Damien? No, not Damien. Dion Lewis. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's kind of like a slightly better vote, and that's not a knock on it. They're just kind of. Mm, I actually prefer ish. Lewis. Um, I would, I, yeah, and I, I would say the same. I would take Lewis, you know, that Lewis back because mm-hmm. he would find holes and then run through them. Whereas, yeah. you know, as we've said, Sony just seems to kind of run into the back of people and go, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, not that one. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. And, like, Lose a yard, get in a yard, but, you know, he's not got. I don't know. He's just not the same uh, player as he was when he was coming out of Georgia and in the draft for yeah. whatever reason. So, I mean, the the injuries to his knee hasn't helped. And I wonder if maybe not this weekend. I think they'll plan. To me, they'll plan without using him that much. Yeah. And if they take the loss that, as I say, I think they might pick up this week and it really does put the last nail in the coffin of our of our playoff hopes because we've pretty much got to run the table from now until Christmas to um, have any sort of chance of getting into the playoffs, I think. Um, once that happens, once that it becomes apparent we're not in the playoff race anymore, they'll probably run Sony. And we've seen enough from Damian Harris that he yeah. will be a back going forward for us. We've got him for another couple of years on his rookie contract. And because Michelle is that bit ahead of him in terms of rookie contract, we'll I think they might end up running him into the ground uh, to see what they've got on him and see if his knee holds up and then evaluate it in the off-season. But it wouldn't surprise me if they end up cutting loose and starting again to find someone else in the draft next year. Yeah, I, I agree. And I don't think that's a bad thing either. I think Harris is a is a really good back. You know, we talked about it so many times. We've started a hype train. Um, Take the Bama yeah. backs, not the Georgia ones. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He just reminds me of Blunt. He's just like a bigger, thicker Blunt. Mm. Or, you know, mini Zeke, as I was calling him, that type of bruiser rather than a kind of almost trickster. Not that... You, know, you would call Sony Michelle a trickster. He's just more on that lateral speed and finding a gap. Mm. I mean, the, the looking at the Cardinals, they're they've started to give up a lot more points in recent weeks, yeah. um, which can be a good thing for us. I mean, to begin with, they started off the season really well. They were weren't letting up much points at all but up until what's that week six week five week six the the most they'd given up was 23 points and ever since apart from um the seahawks which they they lost last week they were close to 30 points but every other game in those three games previous to the seahawks they've given up 30 plus points in each one so that's a um a positive for us that you know they they are they can be got at and points can be chalked up on the board, but they're, um, they've got some good players in that defense. Um, yeah. I mean, I do think they are on the, on the rise. I think give them a couple more. Even without windows, Chandler Jones, but, um, yeah. who, who obviously used to be with us, but you know, the likes of Jordan Hicks or Buddha Baker, yeah. Hassan Riddick, um, Patrick Peterson, one of the best corners in the league. You know, they've got some good pieces on that defence and they are racking up a lot of tackles, a lot of sacks. Um, they've not got many interceptions. Um, Peterson leading the interception race with three for them in comparison to, I think, 
Um, there's not many that you can count on that can say they've got six interceptions on the season, uh, like JC Jackson. I think Xavier Howard of the Dolphins is on six as well. And then after that, it just kind of falls off. But they've got some decent players on, on defense that we can get at. But it's uh, if we're trying to find the positives in this as well, that where, where the, you, we think that McDaniels and Belichick will scheme and game plan, then to be giving up 30 points every week, like as we know, if you give up that many points, you've got to score as many. I know that sounds stupid, but you know what I mean? We've been giving up that many and just not being able to score. We're lucky if we score 20 points most weeks um, just now. So, you know, if you want to look at a positive, then do you think we can get at them and rack up that many points possibly? Um, I, I mean... Maybe we're putting a lot, maybe I'm putting a lot on Burkhead. I think we'll miss him a massive amount. I think if, if we were coming into this and Burkhead was still there, mm-hmm. um, I would more than likely agree with you. But I think because he offers so much, such a good sort of secondary back and his production, I personally think was just kind of so above and beyond what any of us were really thinking at the beginning of, of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the, the offense has been on a steady increase, I think. They've got better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that everything on the Patriots is negative and woe is, woe is us because we haven't won a game or whatever. But I do think that offensively we are starting to click a bit better. I mean, look, we went toe-for-toe-ish with the, the Texans for a little bit. Um, which I, I probably wasn't expecting as much. Um, yeah, I, I think I, th- I think offensively we'll probably keep up with them a little bit and then fall off. That's probably that'll be my prediction. I mm-hmm. think the Cardinals will come out. They'll be a little bit cold because they're in Boston, and then you know we'll the defensively they'll. It just seems that they kind of run out of gas. It's, it's very. It, if they even get started, really. Mm, yeah. Obviously, last week I said that we would take a lead and um, defend at arm's length sort of thing, but I think this week could be a bit of a, a slugfest, yeah. um, more in line with what we saw last week. Trying Although, to keep pace. Um, yeah, we ended up trying to keep pace. It, it flipped on its head what I said would happen pretty much, but this time it could be just you know touchdown field goal end to end almost not not quite a basketball style game where each team are going to rack up you know 30 40 points sort of thing um but i was looking back at the texans game and i think i'm pretty sure we we spoke about it anyway was you know, was it Cam Salt? Was it the McDaniel's fault for the the plays that he was calling? Was it a defense where just um, Swiss cheese, like you mentioned, that it's I think it was something like three hundred and sixty odd yards that Cam Newton managed to rack up, and he could have actually got so many more. Three hundred and sixty-five yards, it was. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but it's actually kind of scary if the amount of times that JJ Watt or um, whoever else it was, Cunningham or Merciless or so, whoever it was that batted down those um, passes at the line 
he was great over the top, you know, going for a 20, 30 yarder. It was perfect. Like one we saw a Demir Bird, but the, the short, sharp routes was nigh on non-existent because of the bat downs and stuff. But think of the yardage potentially that could have been there. He could have got close to a 500 yard game. Yeah. If, if he'd actually connected with those passes. And I just wonder if it's a lot of people um, are pinpointing his mechanics and the shoulder injury as to why it might be a lot easier for him. And maybe it is. I'm, I'm not a quarterback um, by any stretch and I'm not, you know, not smart enough, but, you know, I'm not in the know enough to think that the whoever's saying that are actually wrong it could be that that that's the case but um just looking at it plainly and simply i just thought wow if he could have got close to a 500 yard game and possibly the win for us if those batted passes could actually reach over the top of the first man yeah i i you know what you said about is it Cam, is it McDaniels, is it the defense? I mean, I think obviously it's a very it's very much a mixture of all three of them. But if I'm really honest, I and objective, I would say it's less probably on Cam. I don't think they've told him to run. It didn't come off, you know, like we were saying about, you know, is the playbook from is this like a Brady manuscript or something? You know, mm-hmm. we're still using like a three and a half floppy disk and booting up, you know, Windows. <laughs> a five like, inch. <laughs> exactly like it it kind of feels like the i mean look and you know maybe tim foil hat or whatever but look at mcdaniels when he was a head coach and look at the quarterback he had at the time and was the quarterback a pocket passer or was they a uh you know dual threat tim tebow was a dual threat quarterback and you could argue that he didn't necessarily know what to do with tim tebow Although that's not to say Tim Tebow was perfect for the NFL and didn't have his own issues, but you know, is there an element of them not knowing what to do with Cam now they actually kind of have someone who's, you know, more athletic in the pocket? Is is I just haven't we haven't seen anything from Cam in you know however many weeks now where he's thinking about scrambling as much. You know, you go back to the Dolphins game. Um, the Raiders game, the Seahawks game, there was a lot more scrambling, it felt. And again, you know, because we don't know, we don't, you know, we're not in those rooms, we don't know what the plays are, etc. You know, could you argue that he was running more because he knew less about the playbook and now that he knows the playbook more, he feels like he can stand still a bit more? You know, it's tit and tat, you know, one or the other, it could be either. Um, I just feel like they're not utilising him and his strengths enough. Long story short, I just think, you know, if you've got that threat of a quarterback who is likely to move, suddenly the defense are now having to be way more reactionary and they have to cover the quarterback. If they're just like, well, he's going to stand there, you've just removed an element of your offense. And just that threat of it really changes the dynamic. Yeah, it's, um, I have to agree. Um, It's, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's really, really strange that and if you look back at the start of the season, it seemed like we were becoming... I just I just wonder how much of an identity we've lost over yes, the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we were finding a, an identity to begin with and you go, right, we, and it seemed like the, it was almost like a utility belt that yeah. we could have a running game, we could have a passing game, we could have a mixture of both. And now it's like, we don't know what we're doing, almost sort of thing. Um, I think back to that analogy of other teams, you know, like where before, if you think back to even sort of Super Bowl 52 run, and um, the, the team over the first couple of weeks, we were kind of like, uh, what? What is this? Don't know what this is. And then suddenly it was just like, well, we're just going to play like power football now. We're just going to run the ball down everyone's throats. So only Michelle is a stud rookie and we're just going to keep running the ball, running the ball, running the ball and, you know, repeat, repeat, repeat. And like over time that became the identity of it to the point that we would go and play the, the Rams and the Rams knew what we were going to do, but we still did it anyway. And it, it worked obviously that's me ignoring a stellar defensive effort um but yeah i mean it it just feels like that was almost a mirage and now we're kind of like week to week <laughs> it's just kind of watery whereas before there was some, some stu- substance to it it, will, it mm. very much was you know we're a run first team we don't really have weapons on the outside that's what we're going to do and you, you're going to have to try and live with it. Whereas now, maybe it's teams just cutting on to that and we just don't have the personnel to kind of adapt and kind of go, okay, fine, now we're just going to throw it. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just looking here. Um, if if anyone doesn't follow him, then you should. Uh, Doug Kide has a, a brilliant follow on Twitter, one of the Patriots beat reporters, and he comes up, he is great at almost doing your job for you if you're like <laughs> us. Um, he shows you all the per- snap percentages. He'll give you stats and all sorts. And the stat here, but calm, is he had 4.4% of his passing attempts batted at the line of scrimmage over the course of the season. And he unsurprisingly leads qualified NFL quarterbacks, as in the ones who we expect to start every week, um, in batted passes per passing attempt. Ben Roethlisberger is second at 2.89%. And five of those passes were batted on in Sunday's uh, defeat to the Texans. So it's exactly what we're just speaking about. Is you know that's five passes that if he'd managed to get it over the first man and beyond the line, um, how much further yardage could we have got? We could have you know, potentially. I'd see it, it's easy to look back and say, oh, what the, if this, if that, but maybe this, maybe that. I guess, but. Um, Hopefully that's something that's taken on board going into this weekend is my point really that mm. they I'd like to see them go back to week two, was it? Uh, the vintage years. Yeah. <laughs> vintage years ten weeks ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I'd like to see them go back to that and just pretty much like I think we might have to. Um what am I trying to say? Cam Newton become run first and pass second, pretty much is what I'm I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'll be up for that. If they are going to make him pass the ball, then you know, utilize James White or um whoever to take the ones on the outside edge rather than to the slot receiver cutting across the back at, you know, a six yard pass where he's got to go over the top of the line sort of thing. Just go for the hash marks, go for the numbers, go for the edges. Um, But if need be, just become run first and, you know, let them deal with it. 
we'll see what happens. And we've talked about it before. He's a big dude. He's a strong dude. He can he can take a hit um, here or there. Not that you want his shoulder to take that many hits, but he can take one if need be. Um, I would just like to see see something a bit different, a bit varied, because otherwise, I think, especially as you mentioned with Burkhead out, we could become quite predictable in a mm. way. Um, I mean, I think we already are, but it's kind yeah, of... Yeah, it could be. It's making it even more predictable now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's going to be hard. I think, I think it could be a hard watch on, on Sunday. I think it really could. Yeah. Was, I thought the Texans game was bad enough because we didn't get off to the best of starts um, as a hard watch, but this could be even worse because we're coming up against an even bit, to me, Money's a better quarterback than Watson, although I, I do rate Watson as a, a lot of people might not, but I do rate him. He's just ended up in a a situation where he, he holds on to the ball a bit much, which Cam can be um, quite guilty of as well, but his the offensive line for the Texans has needed a lot of work over the last season or two, um, which has not helped him, and he's taking a lot of hits, a lot of, a lot of sacks. But and I still then they traded his weapons away. <laughs> and then they traded his weapons away. Yeah, exactly. And um, they're only good. They only seem to be good when Tunsil's actually playing. I think I might have just made that up, but to me, it seems if you've, you know, they put a lot of stock into getting that um, that left tackle position sorted with Tunsil, and when he's not there, it disrupts their rhythm and line quite a lot because he's he's protecting that side for Watson. But I find. Murray, a better quarterback than him. He's more mobile. He's, his speed is unbelievable. He's yeah. has, he has to be one of the quickest in the league. And we're one of the slower defences as well, which I think is going to be a big issue for us on Sunday. That it reminds if, me of Messi, you know, that low centre of yeah. balance. Yeah. Which I think, you know, when you when you make that comparison, you know, with um, uh, Mahomes... I think he beats Mahomes' uh, speed by mm. like a, a country like Mahomes is fast. I'll give him that, but I, I don't think he's he's as fast as Murray. Mm. Yeah, I just I just find a real him threat. I just I just find him really entertaining as well. Actually, he's, yeah, I lo- I actually enjoy watching Cardinals games because he is so entertaining. They've got Hopkins this year. I mean, that as a neutral, that Bills game was fantastic to watch. Yeah. It was probably the the game of the weekend. But we would like to be entertaining, and would would like to be that game of the weekend. You just don't want to end up being on the wrong side of it, like the Bills were. Exactly, exactly. I think we're a little way away from exciting, entertaining, entertaining, and you know other nice words like that. I think. We're definitely an Arsenal um, of the 90s. <laughs> We're definitely a George Graham Arsenal at the moment. We just yeah. need to grind out the 1-0 wins, take it as it comes, and you know you might find yourself up near the top if you're lucky. Um, loads of games like the the Super Bowl against the Rams. I know it was a lot of people you know, dug in against it and said it was a crap Super Bowl, and I really enjoyed it. And I'd I loved it, because for once I wasn't stressed. <laughs> I was. I was. I was the complete opposite because it was so close. That, but because as we've talked about before as well, that we're both defensive 
not defensive minded, but you know, we appreciate the defensive side of the ball. I thought it was a great advert for the oh, defensive side of the ball, that Super Bowl. I mean, as a neutral and as a, a fan who might not, you know, be a casual fan, as a phrase I was looking for, if you're a casual fan, you know, you want to see touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. You want to see um, loads of points, lots of big plays. So, so pretty much like the, the 49ers and Chiefs in February. You want to see that sort of Super Bowl. You don't want, or the, the Eagles and Patriots won as well. You want to see that sort of Super Bowl. You don't want to see the one that the, the Rams went through with us. But that's kind of what we have to do. We have to, I think they can coach up the defense um, and make them better, definitely. Um, Bill will make sure of that. We can coach up the running game a bit. We, we can be better than we were against the Texans. Um, but ultimately, does how much coaching up does it need to require to get the W at the end of the day is probably a bit much. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we would be quite um, dismissive of the Cardinals if we thought coaching over a, a, a you know, couple of days in the grand schemes, especially because they've got they've had more time than us, mm. so they're 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 kind of coming into this with a bit more rested. Yeah, a bit more. the mini buy, exactly. So you know, I I just think the odds are very very much stacked against against the Patriots. I mean, it's very hard to to root against, well, not root, but to bet against Bill, bet against the Patriots. But the way things are heading. You know, you'd be a bit of, you know, if I told you you had to bet your house one way or the other, <laughs> mm. I, I don't, I would be very surprised if you turned around and said, yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to put it on the pads. I think, you know, probability, if it came to a percentage, probably 60, 40, something like that. I don't think, is many, uh, yeah, I would give us like six, 35%, something like that, 40%. If I'm being mm. really generous, so along those sort of lines, because we just don't know what we. Well, I suppose we don't know what type of what Patriots team is actually going to show up, and we don't know what the Cardinals team is going to show up. Because you know, as we said, the the injury could be could be worse. Someone might hit him, and I don't know. It it makes it worse, or you know, there's, there's a, a multitude of different ways it, it could go. And I just. Yeah, you're I, I actually so. you're you're almost um, spot on. Actually, um, I was looking at it there, and uh, it's a sixty percent chance for the Cardinals. And well, oh, interesting. Slightly, the figures are slightly skewed because it says the the Pats have got a forty four point four four percent chance of victory. So how you get sixty and forty four, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, you're almost spot on. Cardinals are favoured by two and a half points on the road. And they're five and five in the spread for the year, whereas we are four and six against it. Um, over unders looking at about forty eight and a half points, which I would say was about right. Um, I would expect somewhere in the sort of twenty fifteen sort of. To, you know, if you're predicting a score, you're looking at somewhere about twenty four, twenty ish, twenty eight, twenty. If that maybe, but yeah, you were almost spot on with your um, 40 35 percent. Um, Pulled it out when... of my um, head, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well done, you, yeah, quite proud of that. But yeah, they're two and a half point favorites on the road. Um, 
which again we're not really used to um, any time at home to be the underdogs in these games but it's just something else we have to get used to without uh, TB12 in the building and something that resembles it is what it is. So we just got to get on with it now, don't we? Yeah, exactly. You know, I've kind of accepted it for what it is, and let's just see what what happens and try and take what positives we can from from this season. I'm hoping that I'll start to play some of the um, guys that don't necessarily start as much or play as much, and just see what they're they're made of, and kind of almost just use it as a the the preseason we never had. I think. I think um, it's either this week or next for sure that Asi Asi can come off IR. Oh, nice. Um, so I would like to start seeing them a bit more. Um, yeah, definitely. I hope that JJ Taylor has been a bit of a healthy scratch the last couple of weeks. So it might be a chance to get him involved and, as I was mentioning earlier, Sony, um, to see what they can bring to the table because yeah. we've not really seen JJ that much. I think Damien Harris has put put that to bed a little bit. Um, unfortunately for him, as you you trust more in your second round pick who's in his, who redshirted his first season than an un, undrafted rookie, probably is the case with that. But yeah, it would be nice. It's almost to a point that you're resigned to the fact that we're not going to be in the playoff picture so we can start seeing these things and start getting a feel of what, basically looking to next year is going to be like because we're looking at probably what top 15 picking yeah, the draft I'd be surprised if we fell out of that I mean outside of Bill obviously trading back and I don't know have, amassing 50 picks for <laughs> whatever we have but I, I mean common sense would say you actually take someone if you're that high but mm. You know, that's probably another podcast episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um, just as we're gonna wrap up and end it here i think what positive what are positive or specific thing that you would be looking at this weekend um offensive line okay i think i think offensive line if they can buy cam more and more time and get him more confident because i I still don't think that he's probably hit you know 100 percent in terms of like how he feels about, you know, whether the playbook, confidence in his various, you know, surgeries, etc. I, I just think in, in, you know, just get some momentum really, you know, even fine, the Patriots lose the game potentially, whatever. Um, if we can kind of come back and, you know, review the game and be like, oh yeah, but, you know, we lost, but the defense suddenly actually turned up and actually mm-hmm. made a, a, a game of it. Or, oh, yeah, well, Ryan Izzo really looks like a uh-huh. young uh-huh. Shannon Sharp or something. Um, just, yeah, you never know. Stranger things have happened. But, you know, just, just if there is something there for us to kind of grasp onto and kind of be like, yeah, yeah, no, it's quite, maybe that unit has turned a corner. Maybe that mm. player is you know, living up to the potential, then then awesome. Then I'll, I'll live for that. Mm, okay. Um, well, I'm going to go with the the linebackers and the back end in general. If we can somehow cut, cut into Murray's yardage, especially on the run. Um, yeah. If we can, I'd be looking for Kyle Duggar as a, a downfield stop 
coming out of this um, strong safety position and and pretty much being like that fourth or fifth uh, linebacker. To and Adrian Phillips would be the other one if that back end can somehow you know would flood the front end and then leave Gilmore one on one um, with Hopkins. I think he can do it. It might not happen all the time, but he can do it. And then um, JC Jackson taking care of the opposite side with whether it's Fitzgerald or Kirk or someone. But generally, I'd like to see them. If they can plug plug the gaps with Murray's running, then we've got a chance. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll concede that, definitely. Cool. Well, there we go, folks. Um, happy Thanksgiving again. Hope you enjoyed um, the festivities. Hope you enjoyed your turkey. I'm not a turkey fan, I'm sorry. Um, I think we, we might have a roast of some other description this evening um, instead. But in, nonetheless, enjoy it. Enjoy it anyway. Enjoy your uh, holiday to all our American listeners and to our British listeners. Yeah, enjoy football at a reasonable time of day. Um, but as just the usual housekeeping before we go, remember rate, review and subscribe. If you want to interact with us on Twitter or Instagram and share it on your, that you listen to the podcast on your stories and stuff, uh, tag us at Pat's Chat UK on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, for myself, it's at Matt Inkstar. For Jake, it's at Jake Paul Design. And check out nflscotland.com as well for my work and all the rest of the guys' work. Um, there's lots of good content on there to read if you're bored for five or ten minutes or so. Um, check out nflscotland.com. But until after the weekend, um, hopefully we've got a win. Uh, fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything crossed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, until then, until next week, can we, we dig in and go through the guts of the game? We'll, um, we'll speak to you soon. See you later.